Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday, 7th of December, 2019. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me this week is Andy Vaughan. Good morning, John. And Gordo. Morning. Hey, welcome back. Apologies, it was my, my sickness. So that's the international break and my sickness has meant we've only done two in four weeks. And they've ironically been our best two they've reviews. Been, good week. The, way good saying, the way you're saying my sickness is as if you're in like some sort of, I don't know, fundamentalist Christian camp back in the, <laughs> <laughs> the turn of the century. Step two, find God. Exactly. <laughs> so our picks from the 23rd of November, not last weekend, and with 8 out of 12, all the bankers, two values, one outsider, and you guys both get your charity. Ka-ching. And, and I'll, I'll let you down. It was close. Victoria Pilsen, yeah. I should never have took the minus one. Yeah, even if you didn't take the minus one, <laughs> you still, <laughs> still didn't come but, in. But at least you feel winners, uh, when you go a goal down, you know, minus one's a long way back. Yeah. You're like, nah, this, is, this is gone, guys. But you did get three out of three. Yeah, bar that. That's... Yeah, and I still stand by that that Sydney FC being almost 2-1 away to Perth Glory was a was a mistake because they're now bottom of that league even though they won it last year. Mm. Yeah. It's like French football in the 90s, remember, before Lyon came along? Mm. It was like the French league was always won by a different team. Saint-Étienne. And, and Lyon. Nantes. Yeah. Nets. Auxerre. And then those teams would end up in like the second division a year later. Yeah. It's like yeah. looking back at like European results that Rangers played. Like, and you go and check where that team is now and they're like the fourth Polish division. Like, oh, <laughs> where the fuck did they end up there? Even though they won the French Championship. Before. Ah, yeah. <laughs> teams were doing that with Rangers, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> These guys. I mean, we played them in the 90s. <laughs> Who are they playing this week? Our bros. <laughs> That's become. Don't, don't knock playing our bros. That's become. <laughs> Conroy used to always talk about. Celtic fans just now like to make their war cry being, oh, I was there when we lost to Rafe Rovers in the semi-final. Yeah. That's become Rangers fans' Aloha. <laughs> Five years ago, we were playing Aloha, and now, now we're playing away to final in the Europa League. Yeah. That, that's that become, there. it's become, you're like, guys, we, we know we know where we're at. <laughs> we all remember it. Uh, go back to one of the bankers, Andy, Copenhagen 2, Hobro 1. What a game that was. You were there? Yeah, I was. And it was... Um, Copenhagen were clearly the better team, but really didn't look like scoring at all. And I was messaging the guys in the, the Facebook group who were asking what the game was like. And I went, I really fancy if they get a goal out of nothing, they'll probably win the game. But you just can't see any goal coming. And boom, 82 minutes, they got a goal out of nothing. 40 seconds later, they were 2-1 up. And that was it. Was the penalty Hobro's penalty then? Yes, Hobro scored a penalty early in the first half. That is so enjoyable. Do not celebrate a penalty save until you know where the save's I gone. I know. Because that was, it was a, a really good save as it well. It was a good save and it was a, such a loud cheer and I was like, oh, and then I went, wait. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Scored the rebound. <laughs> but it was a good game. Uh, good atmosphere. Strange, they don't seem to get that many fans in or they certainly didn't this day. Maybe it was because the game was live on telly. Um, it felt like you picked Copenhagen about four weeks ago 
in the league was tight between them, Bromby and Midland, and, and then Midland are like seven points clear. Seven points clear. I know. <laughs> Just absolute collapse. I think Midland play Bromby this weekend, though. They do. They, so it's, it's all getting tight. Because that was I did look. I looked at that as one of the values. Don't touch that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wouldn't touch that. They're all capable of beating each other, those three teams. It's just Mitchelland have had their, their little run. I was also at the Norseland game on Friday evening. Um, Which you posted, like, value. It Was it 1-0? No, or, it was 0-0. When I said... When you said you need to back this? Aye. Norseland looked really good in this game, and then they just ran out 3-0 winners. Did anyone follow? I yeah, stuck a fiver on yeah, it. Yeah, a few people in the group followed it. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what price did you get? 17-10 uh, at one point. Yeah, they were almost 2-1. And yeah. I was like, they, they look really, really good. And yeah. then they just... They oh. really, a really comfortable 3-0 home win. I stuck my £5 free bet from Sky Bet because I'm, I'm insistent that I'm not betting midweek anymore. Right, but at least you got... That wasn't really midweek, it was Friday night. That was my... I <laughs> don't, do, do not fucking take Friday away from the weekend. <laughs> Definitely it's the best day of the weekend. So that was a good trip. Two good games, two home wins. Um, yeah. So I was half sick and also in London. Yep. So I went to the Arsenal-Frankfurt game, which in hindsight I'm... Happy about very happy because I got to see the end of them. I got I got an excellent Trixie up because they were Arsenal were winning half time. Half time, yeah. Just just a little like note of enjoyment. See being inside. Obviously, I'm a Rangers fan that likes Arsenal. Being inside the stadium, being able to watch the Rangers final game, pre game. Yep. Because of so what happened with the Arsenal game was it was almost impossible to get a ticket for because of what happened last year against Cologne. Mm-hmm. Loads of Arsenal fans mm-hmm. sold their home yeah. tickets to the away fans, and there was loads of crowd trouble. So they made it that only season ticket holders could buy tickets for the game, which is why you've seen an attendance of around 11,000 and no Frankfurt fans because yeah. they were banned because of, I think, their behaviour in Portugal. So so like for like Rangers and Celtic fans that think UEFA singling them out... No, they're banning it, everybody. They're banning every... Like every team is getting big punishments. And I mean, Frankfurt, that had been one of their favourite trips. They've had no fans watch them beat Arsenal. There was some fans in there. I um, seen. I seen. Yeah, there was some fans. Yeah, under the radar fans. But because mm-hmm. some, I heard somebody say in the way, and he goes, "Fucking hell, if Arsenal, if Frankfurt score, you hear no noise." And somebody went up with the same if Arsenal score. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a ticket, but I, I, as soon as it went to one, I was out there. And I, I've never. I've, my phone. My phone was so busy on Friday. I bet it was in the afternoon because I was out just cutting. I was out cutting about. It's funny, so down in London. I you were going to say cutting the grass. I was like, "Who's grass?" <laughs> when you're down in London, down in London, and uh, my phone was going, and it was all about Emery. And then <laughs> my mum phoned me. He goes, "How are you feeling?" Because I'd been no well. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm, "I'm absolutely fine." I just wanted to check up everything that happened. And I honestly, for a minute, thought, "How the fuck does my mum know Emery?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then about two minutes later, I went on Twitter and I was like, "That to Jennifer." There's been stabbings in London. Oh, London Bridge. Oh, right, okay. Like, okay. Aye. You wouldn't have known. No. We were like two miles from where that bridge was, mm-hmm. and you honestly wouldn't have known anything was happening in London. It's an isolated incident. It's just like, yeah. oh, right, okay. Everyone just everyone else going, nah, this is pretty much normal now. We can go on with this. Because it was like open again two hours later. Yeah. We were still kind of going, is it safe to pee out? Everyone else seems absolutely fine with it. Yeah. But um, Freddie Lundberg. Now, what's your opinion on that? I'll temporary. Res- Don't do what Man United did and hire him if you get five wins. Hire him. Hire him right now. <laughs> Take him on. Um, my only issue is I don't see anyone that I'm excited about. 
For, for right. me, it was always right. Right, right, right. You you bet on them last night. For me, for ages, it was Arsenal need somebody like Eddie Howe because yeah. he knows the league. He play. You know, although Bournemouth are having a shite time now, you know you could watch up. You could put Bournemouth out of their kit and put them in a game, and you could probably go watch a game. Go. That's Bournemouth, Bournemouth I think. Yeah. yeah. I watch Arsenal under Wenger. It was the same. Under Emery, every game or every half, you could go. He would be like, I don't know which teams. Aye, what the fuck's he doing? I don't know yeah. what teams ever are. I don't even know what we were meant to be playing because it's listless. There's no structure. There's it's no. Just, it, yeah. It's just eleven people doing what the fuck they want. The one thing I liked about Lundberg, but I refuse to believe this can be the first manager that's raised it, is he kept going on about how shite they are after losing the ball. He goes, yeah, both goals no, are transition no out of the yeah. ball. We keep conceding shots from transition out of the ball. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you've got the first thing you've done is bring back our most immobile midfielder yeah, in Shaka. Yeah. Granted, we've not won a game since he's been out of the team, but that's a bigger disruption issue. Yeah. But you brought him back in, gave the ball away twice in really dangerous areas against Norwich, but my bigger, um, I'm going to start a fucking campaign. Have I moaned on this one about Arsenal's social media before? Yes, and then posting highlights like, oh, the great wall. We lost. It was We lost again. Yeah. Bert yeah, Leno but have you seen they've also started posting like loads of like throwback clips yeah I don't mind that as much because no, it's, it's so been, sad yeah but it's really sad it's like yeah. right, let's kind of forget about that result of the weekend remember that time we beat Liverpool yeah 15 years ago <laughs> it was the Bent Leno one so it yeah. was three things this weekend happened Bent Leno had an amazing save from a Shaka mistake by the way mm-hmm. and they posted a picture and it was no entry signs in the yeah. caption I saw, I saw. and I was I think I retweeted it saying we conceded two goals. Yeah. That no entry sign is only reserved for a goalie who keeps a clean sheet, even if it's not his fault. It's, you can't have a no entry sign when you've conceded two goals. Uh, some entry. The, Medium <laughs> entry. Really. Um, uh, he wasn't the bouncer on shift yeah. when they got <laughs> in. Yeah, uh, yeah, I took the troublemakers out, but you know. Then, still on, then on Monday morning, player of the month vote in a game that in a month they've won no games. Yeah. Then an hour later, it was our goal of the month. What was your moment? I think it'll go to the girls whose name is evading me. Arsenal won 10 0 at the weekend. Yeah. She scored six to set up the other four. That, that's. Sorry? Uh, Arsenal's striker scored six and set up four in a 10 0 win against Bristol at the weekend. Arsenal ladies. Arsenal ladies, of course. And she's going to win goal for the. So they've amalgamated them all? No, 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 no. There was a vote, but she will definitely win it because her. Because they're actually winning games. No, I know, but they... So, it's not just... like It's just Arsenal's goal of the month. All right, so do they include, like, fucking under-10s? Just women's in uh, first team in 23s. Right. Or maybe they don't. Maybe it's all games that are recorded, because there's a few names I didn't recognise, actually. Yeah, I wonder if it's just, like, they've just gone, let's do every yeah. single... but I mean, there yeah. shouldn't be a reference... It shouldn't be done in any capacity for the first team, because the first team don't deserve any vote for anything. Was it not Aston Villa a couple of years ago <laughs> had to cancel their goal of the month because they didn't score yeah. any? I'm sure, Aston Villa, I'm sure Aston Villa also, I mean Grealish even, cancelled the player of the month vote on their social media because he commented about it in a game, that, in a month they hadn't won a game. It was like, this is this is Th- This disgusting. isn't happening. Or it might even be the player of the year when they get relegated out of the Premier League. I can't. And I was like, that's exactly what the captain of Arsenal should be doing. Yeah. If I was, honestly, Freddie Jumberg, the first thing I'd have done was grab those two fucking 20-year-old interns that are running the social media and go, go to stop fucking posting positive stuff when we're not fucking winning yeah. just pretend it's not happening yeah. just pretend it's not happening just do it just what, what result against Norwich game information for the upcoming game 
black and white. Or just it. even have a bit of um, self depreciation. Yeah, going look, we do not deserve a player month, so nobody's getting this month because we'll be shite. <laughs> they meant by self deprecation. We just lost to Norwich. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> that would be better though. That that's it's more funny. It's like, oh no, people would be fucking raging. You know, like remember when San Marino scored against Kazakhstan, and all they did was like, see, San Marino went three 0 down against Kazakhstan, then scored their first goal for like three years, yeah. and then after that, they've posted non-stop about this single goal. They didn't even finish commentating on the game. Like that yeah. game for them hasn't ended. They just keep posting it with like different music <laughs> as the background. <laughs> the Titanic one yeah. is the best though. <laughs> so yeah, um, as for Jungberg, the Brighton game will probably tell me more then what I think will go forward. The Brighton game will be the one for me. I'm not really sure. If he wins that, mm. but the way Brighton play, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned. Oh, I'm concerned as well. I think Potter will know. I, See, honestly, I honestly thought Arsenal would would have won at the weekend. Yeah. Do you know what I thought? I honestly had this vision of him walking in, going, Aubameyang, Ozil, Pepe, Lacazette. That's my front four. Pick another six. That's all we need yeah, to do. Yeah, pick, pick round it. And also, pick fucking Kieran Tierney. Because yeah. Kalasinic cannot defend. Yeah. It, it just can't. You need to accept that we have invested 25 million. He's now fit. Mm. Play him. If you want Kalasinic's um, character and dig, put him in centre half. Because the, the two at centre half just now are fucking tragic. Oh. Like there's no intent in defending. They, they don't know how to defend. But yeah, I think my issue with Arsenal is I literally don't know who I would want anymore. Pochettino, probably. We, I was about to say, right. On a scale of 0 to 10, right, where 0 is absolutely not and 10 is definitely, right, Pochettino. 10? There's no, there's, huh. no, there's nobody else. Rogers, Brendan, like Brenda. Are you just going binary here? Are you just going to give me 10s and zeros. <laughs> yeah, it's a yes. <laughs> no, it's Rogers, not. zero. <laughs> Rogers is similar to the Howe thing in that you would know exactly what he wants. Every team he's been at played the exact same way, whether it was uh, Redding, Swansea, Liverpool, Celtic, Leicester. It's it's literally the same. Yeah, was at a SFA midfield masterclass event on Monday all day, mm. and Scott Brown. Scott Brown was fucking excellent. So was he there? He so it was. Did he record video clips? So for Michael you? Beale, who is Rangers' first team coach, right, did a presentation on what, how they work with the midfielders, mm-hmm. and then how they build that unit, and then how they take that into a game. So that bit was fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. Scott Gemmel, who's the under Scotland under twenty one yeah. manager. And a very took, good player back in the day, yeah, not Forrest. Took, took a session with the Scotland under-16s out on the pitch. And then he had lunch and then he came back and it was Scott Brown, uh, Paul Scholes for an hour, talking about his career. Actual Paul Scholes in the building. In the building. Right, okay, this is what this is what I was asking. Was it there or was there a video yeah. link? Uh, no, he was there and you were watching videos of his career and then he was discussing what he did. Then it was Scott Brown for an hour, Dan Fletcher for an hour, dinner, and then a Q&A with all three. That's an amazing day. And it, Mate, for the SFA gets a lot of shit outside of what they do. We've seen the coaching structure. See for a hundred and twenty quid. That's amazing. That was ten hours of insight from. That's brilliant. Some of the best midfielders in the UK. Yeah, it was fucking. Uh, and Michael Beal, like Michael Beal's been to Sao Paulo before he went to Rangers, so he's been. So his background's fucking fascinating. But Paul Scott, eh, Paul Scott, eh, Scott Brown was talking. It's really funny when he said this actually because it made me think of how disrespectful it is to his current manager. And he said, I didn't know how to play football until Brendan Rodgers got a hold of me. Yeah. He's like, I didn't understand football at all. And you're going, you had your current manager before that. Before that, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, that's but the guys Scott Brown is an exceptional talent who knows how to noise people up. Yeah, like that's and that's his whole thing. But under Brendan Rodgers, yeah, he he changed from being he, he now held the ball or moved and he played a bit more like Darren Fletcher did. Yeah, because remember when we had him and Fletcher in the centre of midfield and it was just like. He'd be just kicking somebody. Well, Fletcher that, would try to play the ball. That was them. the funniest comment in the Q and A was Dan Fletcher talk, got asked about going from Man U to Scotland, uh-huh. and he went, "Well, you weren't playing with the same caliber of player." And Scott Brown just went, "Thank you, Dan." <laughs> <laughs> but the, the biggest thing I know, <laughs> the biggest thing I noticed from the from it's obviously a perception because of social media where the likes of Rashford and Lingard. The biggest thing I noticed with Fletcher on schools was. The it, the modest they almost didn't seem sincere, but the two of them think they're shit. Like mm-hmm. they constantly do. They go when you're training with Veron, Roy Keane, Ronaldo, Giggs, yeah. Beckham, Rudan Easterroy, Rooney. He goes when you're doing boxes, small side games, you might be in the middle for three minutes without touching a ball. Yeah, he's like so you you properly lack any sort of ego. Yeah, and I was like, so you've got Paul Scholes, who was probably the best best midfielder in the English Premier League. Who does who, who? when he's watching his clips, he's constantly so have like a a clip where he's played a one-two round a Real Madrid player, and he'll go, if you actually go back, he goes, my body shape's terrible there. <laughs> like I would be coaching a kid that has a poor body shape. I can't see what's behind me when he turns it. It's things like that, and then I see people like Jesse Lingard who are decent footballers, yeah, but they have an ego of the best player in the world. Aye. And you go, I something from the minute Alex Ferguson left that managerial job, something happened to the whole structure, like yeah. the the whole thing yeah. to youth players, where everything just seemed to disappear. Like the whole respect, everything they worked on, just fucking went. But it was just just the insight. So Scott Brown and Brendan Rodgers, I think Brendan Rodgers, if he came to Arsenal, could get hold of the likes of Torreira, Gendouzi, Willock, Saka, not Shaka, Saka. And make them Better a whole players. different level. But my question would be, why the fuck would he leave Leicester now? No, They're in a much better position than Arsenal. They also play the kind of, like, what Brendan, you, you know what he's going to try and do. He, he wants to play minimal passing, long balls, make sure that the break happens. Like, that's a good strategy for Leicester, but Arsenal, some players are going to hate that. Aye. That you've got, like, people who like to play with the ball at their feet. And that's why guys like, who's the boy at Leicester that... They signed, I think, from Chelsea, the striker, uh, Ndidi. Wilfred, Wilfred, whoever Ndidi was, he was saying that under Brendan Rodgers, he hates working underneath him because it's, it's a different set of games. Right. It was, there was people talking about it on Twitter. They were just saying, like, it's a totally different... Imagine going from, like, um, Ranieri, who was tight but let you keep the ball at your feet, to Rodgers, where you're like, the ball is kind of your enemy. Move it. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that is how people should play. Mm-hmm. You should be moving the ball as quick as possible, and not. That's what that's always it bugs me. Everyone thinks that it's just a pure fucking. There's no turning back. Granite Shaka, that's what bugs me. There's too much time taken on the ball. Mm. He's not Michael Beale's thing. He talked about midfielders. He said, uh, "Who was it? Was it Paul Clement, the one that was a Chelsea assistant, and then went with uh, went with Ancelotti to Madrid?" Mm-hmm. And he talked about. He kept mentioning action man hips. Like when players swivel, your hips should be able to go both ways. Yeah. And if you watch Shaka, it's really it's really immobile on the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he has to play the way he's facing or only at <laughs> 45 degree angles either side. Like he's blinkered. Yeah. Whereas like Gunduzi, um, Torreira will turn on the ball, Ozil turns on the ball, Willock swivels on the ball. It's yeah. 
players who can open up the play. It's what Madison does. It's what Telemans is good at at Leicester. Mm-hmm. It's just a totally different... I think he would transform Arsenal, but I think Pochettino is the one I would want. Because there's a lot of young players there, similar to what he had at Spurs, who have potential to come through. But it's getting just Bellerin, Holden, Tierney, Guduzzi, Torreira, Ozil, Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, all back in the team. What, those names, incredible. That yeah. team should be challenging for titles. They're not starting. No, that team should be like, challenging for titles. Like, li- li- listen to that. Everyone keeps telling me that I've got this. I've got these blinkers we're holding. He, he's struggling to come back for that injury, but he is the best centre half yep. we have. He is the best defender we have. Mustafi's had his chance. Luis has never been a. Luis is uncoachable. Like that. That's just a fact. He's a defensive midfielder that wanted to play centre half. That was it. He's uncoachable at centre half. Just really fucking annoying. But I mean, Arsenal probably win 7-1 against Brighton now and Shaq will score his one screen on two and a half years. <laughs> Xhaka Hattrick. That would hurt. <laughs> Xhaka Hattrick would do more damage than good. Last one. Espirito Santo. Oh, yes. Uh, he's, a, he's a seven. He would seven. Be, he would be third choice. He would be third choice and he would now be ahead of Eddie Howe just because of how poor Bournemouth's current form is. Right. Because there was chat of that. that was the, he was the first name that I heard when Emery went. They they they'd go to Wolves and they'd they'd take him. Yeah, I don't know how the pricing the the markets changed. I, I think for me the how one would just sting now because I had thirty quid on it when Wenger announced his retirement. Oh right, and, and you were getting now. like thirty to one, so I was oh. like getting a good return on yeah. it. This was like when I'd backed Cagliari the other night, at fucking <laughs> even money, and they were three one down with fifteen minutes to go and one four three, so. Great, like I turned like 40 quid into 80 quid. But you should have been winning thousands. Ah, you should win thousands. <laughs> That's, uh, I felt a, gutted. We had a bank holiday once at work because it was just oh, me and Andy man. that were in. And uh, there was one live game of football on at two o'clock on Verona? Friday. It was Verona were playing oh. like someday in the second division and they were 1-0 down and the bookies are clearly like not interested in this game. It's auto-rolling, whatever it does. And it is 500 to 1 for this home team to win. It was, still like, was, it was like 87 minutes 87 well. minutes right there were 500 to 1 and I was like that bit of quid in this so I can watch it for 4 minutes no I'll just leave it 1 each 2 1 it's like you fucking idiot just put the pound on it <laughs> like it's, oh, it's it's so frustrating when that happens yeah anyway back to our good weeks yeah so that's the longest yeah. intro I think we've ever done yeah. <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> getting jiggy with it Um, God, it's got Scots abroad because we have a lot to catch up on with this as well. Two weeks, we'll try and fly through it as much as we can. Aye. What are you going to do? Are you going to do one whole week, then second whole week, or are you going to go just go one player, player what they've done? Uh, Ziggy Gordon, nah, Central nah, Coast nah, Mariners, nah. two weeks ago, beat Western United, who are the new team. So they're the team that have made it 11 yep. teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Played the full 90 minutes. He's playing at centre-half just now due to loads of injuries. They won 1-0. He had a pretty good game. There was There's two brilliant clips, and I think Ray Bradshaw, who does Soccer FM, picked up in one of them. And it is, this ball drops at 1-0 on the edge of the box for their own corner. And the centre-mid tries to run it out of defence. And their, their, their poor position strikers are shot a goal. And it just you just see Ziggy Gordon's face because he's just running out to scream at this midfielder who should have just launched the ball it's like 10 minutes to go yeah. 
and then about a minute later there was a VAR check it definitely hits Seth Gordon's hand but it's like one of those crosses where it's down by his side yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting watching it. I'm going, I really want to ask him like how that now feels because he's one player we could have contact with. Because there is like a 90-second delay and I'm going, you know it's hit your hand. Aye. But you also know but that you it also should know never be a penalty. It yeah. shouldn't be a penalty. But you, it might get called. So, okay. do, you Ziggy, still, do you still rub your thigh? During yeah. it? Oh, that's funny. Uh, so Ziggy got to the 1-1 now. Um, Central Coast Mariners are second bottom. That was their second one of the season in the league. It took until round 12 for them to win about, a game last season. I was about to say, they won hardly any last season, yes. so comparatively. They've already won two after round eight, yeah. and it was one after round 12. And that was their first league clean sheet in 33 games <laughs> with Ziggy Gordon at centre-half. So he is, he, see when you watch him, he's, he's definitely the most organised out of the back four, but that's probably disrespectful to the fact that the back four has changed yeah, game to game. Yeah, it's yeah. just rotated. Um, and then he played at the weekend against Brisbane Roar. They lost 2-0. He played the full 90 again. I think the first goal might be his fault for me. His body's too open. But I also don't know how the guy gets it round the back of him. Uh-huh. It's like a cutback. It's about 10 yards out and the guy opens up his foot. But it's like round the right. So it's come from the right wing. And Ziggy Gordon's body's like parallel to the touchline. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of come round the back of him. But I don't know how the guy's opened it up behind him on one finish. All the highlights are on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if... So if podcast is not a good way to describe how goals are happening, we are not talk sport radio. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Gold. So Ryan Gold has played two games in the cup against Serenese. Ferenza lost 2-1 after extra time. Gold played 80 minutes. They were 1-0 up. They had a two-man advantage. Yeah. He takes Ryan Gold off. Obviously, he rests him because he's a star player. Mm-hmm. They concede in 89. Goes to extra time. They then get a third man sent off down to eight men. And then they go and score a winner from a corner. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. So that he went, the... went out to a team in the division below in one of the split six divisions. Yeah. That had eight, eight men. men. Well, a man the... sent off in the first half for a, the guy who's clean through and goal. So they, down to 10, they were down to 10 men after like 30 minutes. It was bizarre. Yeah. Gold seems to have a knack for, we were talking about this before though, in his second game. He seems to have a knack for driving a ball at another player's arm and <laughs> yeah. getting a penalty out of it. So, like beating the, a man and just maybe that's, booting. What, he, maybe that's what he's been learning. In the that's, second yeah. game, Ferenc beat Chavez 1 0 yeah. to stay top. They're now five points clear. Um, the goal was an okay goal, but we yeah. were talking about it. He won two penalties from handball. <laughs> and the first one, I think, soft, but the second one, he tries to like flick it round him. And, they, and they, the guy's hand's just out. Yeah. It's just stuck out. Natural reaction. But that's like, I think, his fifth penalty he's won. Either by combination of handballs, fouls, he's definitely like getting assist for that. Yeah, he did a good, he did a decent free kick as well. Yeah, he beat he, for his for the first penalty one. He beat him. He absolutely done a ball, done a boy. And uh, yeah, yeah. So he's five points clear. They're playing National this weekend. The league who are second, big big game. Uh, they're two one to win away to National. Mm. Mm. Um, not lost a league game in a long time. If they won that, they're then eight points clear. And I think I think it's twelve points clear of the playoff spot as well. As long as National have eleven guys in the pitch, that two to one sounds good. No, as, lo- <laughs> as long as Gold stays on the pitch, because Gold, as far as I'm concerned, Ryan Gold is through to the next round of that cup. <laughs> we'll be joining that other team. Yeah, he's just by going, himself. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's got a uh, history in Portugal. Yeah, he's just taking out a cup finals <laughs> and moving on. Uh, Charlie Gilmore played two games as well. So the first game, Telstar won three two away to Dordek. Um, Dordek scored two penalties. So both probably penalties. Um, wasn't involved in any of the goals. Then they lost 3-2 to Young Ajax, or Ajax Young. Ajax Young. Ajax Young. 
Um, they were 3-0 down, scored two late goals. Charlie Gilmore won the second penalty. Absolutely shocking tackle on him. But he should have just hit it first time because we want to report a Charlie Gilmore goal. We do. Charlie, if you're listening, come on. Jack Harper played 81 minutes in La Coruña's 0-0 draw with Alcorcon. Um, no real highlights from that. Again, it was a minute and a half clip. We are sharing the official Santander Bank second division because we don't want any warnings off of Twitter that we can't share copyrighted footage because of all those copyrighted footage of Alcorcon's games. Yeah. Alcorcon are locking us down on some of this. Uh, Fraser Hornby hasn't played in any of the games for Cotterick, so he's been dropped to the bench. Claire Elmsley's played one game for Melbourne. They won 1-0 against Adelaide Women. She never played the following game. She did have a really good chance in that game, and it was like a, it was a Phillips Sebo touch. That was all that came to mind. <laughs> Brilliant. Her. What? It's across from the right. She's in between two centre-halves. She's about 10 yards out. It comes off her left foot and essentially goes 12 yards away from her to the other centre-half. And I'm like, it's a first-time finish. Um, she did a decent shot from outside the box later on, but she still needs that, needs that first goal. Yeah. Now on to our sponsored player, Mikey Hewitt. Um, Kill winning, won two, one away to Largs. Didn't start the game. Didn't. Came on halfway through the second half. And, and, as a, and that's what you do when you need a goal, one nil down, you bring on your right back. You do. And, and, and impacts up he's Ivan Spirrell-esque and the manager's obviously a genius because yes. he scored within like 10 minutes yep uh, tapping inside 6 yards and then you can actually see this footage from Largs FC's yes. Twitter page the second goal is a really nice fucking goal from the, the another sub mm-hmm. can't remember like Alex McWaters maybe pass it's a name that sounds familiar but it's uh, a couple of one twos from the left side coming in and he's done that kind of on refinish mm-hmm. that middle up the goal Far corner, curled in. Fucking beautiful. They're now 11 points clear. 16 games played. Yeah. 11 points clear is a, a big margin. Ben Grant, uh, listening to the show, does their social media, but he also does the Arsenal method where he even shares when large score. Should just share when it's like an equaliser. <laughs> oh, it's 1 1. Sorry, the tweet must be that goal must not have come through. <laughs> yeah. Was not sent. <laughs> I was at a game once, East Fife. I can't remember who they were playing. I was just ground hopping and there was, there was no United game that week. So I was with my mate Mark and my little brother Peter and me and Mark went, right, we're going to go and get like <laughs> pies or something. So we go down and it's he's down the, the back so you can't see the see the pitch. Anyway, we heard this, a wee bit of a noise and whatnot and we came back up and we're like, Pete, what's that noise? He's like, oh, the ball hit a policeman and his hat fell off. And we're <laughs> like, this is fucking great, right? Oh, it's a shame we missed that. And then East 5 scored and we're like, this is great, 1-0 up half time, right? Checking the coupons and that. And then we hear someone running through the scores for the beginning of the, the second half, and it's one all. I was like, Peter, did did they score? He was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, policemen get hit in the head. Brilliant! Like, everyone's talking That's, about it, but it's the you're fucking one nil down. Unless <laughs> no, no one mentioned it. I never leave my seat during minutes of play now, unless it's a game I don't give a fuck about. Because when I was maybe twelve or thirteen. Rangers were playing Borussia Dortmund at Ibrooks under Advocat. Yeah. It was the uh, so you dropped out of the Champions League into the last thirty two of the UEFA Cup. Yep. And playing Dortmund at home, say no no. We get the ball, seen out half time, so it's like forty three minutes. So I'm like, hey, I want a drink. I mean we I'm a wee guy. Got a lot to my brother. I, maybe my grandpa actually. I was like, I want a drink. And he'd take me downstairs. He's like, right, okay. We've gone downstairs and then just heard this massive cheer. Yeah. Anyone on Twitter or any Rangers archive and any Rangers fan will know the goal that I'm now talking about. 
It's Rangers against Borussia Dortmund. It's Rod Wallace's goal. It's a 27-pass move. It's possibly the greatest European goal Rangers have ever scored, and I didn't get to see it. Because you were... I, what, you were I wanted, sprite. A, I wanted a really flat Coke. <laughs> yeah. Post-mix. <laughs> Fucking raging. And I don't think I'd seen the goal for ages. I don't think I appreciate it. Out, out now, and I was going, yeah. Every time I see people sharing it, I just go, that Coke was not worth it. <laughs> You've probably seen the start of the first four passes of it. <laughs> you know, like the butterfly effect and things like that. Maybe if you hadn't gone for that coke, that it goal wouldn't have would never happen. Yeah. That's always my feeling on these things. Um, we'll go on to this week's picks then. Do you want to start, Andy? Yeah, sure. Let's bring that about. So, close to home. Um, I'm in the English. You've stayed very domestic. I've stayed very domestic. I just think we. You know, some some weeks when we do say this, like it's almost impossible to find an outsider. It's almost impossible to find X, Y, or Z. There's a lot of very good odds for home teams this week across like all the leagues. Well, bizarrely, like there's there's a lot of games where you think could go either way, and one team's like eight to seven away from home, and the home team's like sixteen to five. The leagues we cover, or the leagues that I tend to look at, the biggest issue I have is. A lot of the top two are playing a lot of the bottom two. Yeah, yeah. Bar- so, uh, Barcelona, Real so Madrid. Bankers, <laughs> bankers, you're getting odds, but I would normally find you a banker at 1 to 4, you're getting like 1 to 10, and yeah. I'm like, right, a okay, guy fucking. Do you right, take so them half the, so time, the, then you're right. Yeah. So the leagues I'm in tend to be the other way around. Everything's a lot closer, so the good team is away from home right. against a slightly worse okay. team. Okay. Yeah. And you could literally go like anyway. Um, so the bankers, League 1 is Bristol Rovers versus South End. Now, obviously. You know, I get a lot of pressure from you to get these in so you can write them in the computer fucking early. <laughs> I didn't want to do it because there was a card last night. And there's loads of, there's still games, there's yeah. cup games, there's um, there's loads of cup games in Europe this week. So Southend are still shit, but <laughs> they they scored a goal last night and they were did. 1-0 up for the majority of the game. They didn't end up winning it. So I'm taking Bristol Rovers at home to Southend at odds of 1-2 to and it's totally a bet against Southend. Second yep. bottom, they've only got six points from 19 games but they've conceded 53 goals I don't even know how that's yeah. possible like you look at all the other teams and the goals against column like nothing's really above 30 and then there's them with 53 it looks like someone's it happened um, it happened in our baseball thing this season where someone like was accidentally credited with 50 at bats in one like, game in one game like 53. it looks like that's happened like it should just be three <laughs> But no, they've definitely conceded 53 goals through 19 games this season. Uh, Rovers are pretty decent. Um, I think they're in 8th or ninth place. But because it's so congested up the top there, that's actually only one point off of like 4th. Oh, uh, yeah, so they're they're one point off a, off a playoff spot. And they haven't lost in their last seven games playing against a South End team that have conceded 53 goals. Uh, I'm taking Bristol Rovers at 1-2 all day, every day. Nice. Um... Okay, so for, for my banker, um, we're going to Greece. I think our, our this episode will have a slightly Greek feel. I believe you've got some Greek picks as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> like holidays in the 90s. Yeah, that's it. We're all going to Greece. Rip Thomas Cook. Um, so, yeah, so we have uh, Olympiakos are playing away at Panto- Pantolikos. Um, they are 1-3 to three away from home. Um, history in this game, it's a top versus bottom game. It's 28 points for Olympiakos versus 4 points for Pantolikos. Um, Olympiakos away the last four times this has been played they've won 5-0 4-1 2-0 5-2 in 13 times this has been played they've they've won it 12 so if you look back in history when's um, the most recent game uh, they won 5-0 in May 
Oh, right, this um, year. Yeah. In April, sorry, they won 5 0. Um, so I, I just fancy them just now. Um, Pantelikos have four points. They are bottom of the league. Uh, one to three, you're getting that. So that seems actually really high. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's away form. Yeah, uh, Olympiacos haven't been good away, but it's because the teams they've been playing away are Tottenham, Bayern, and then if you look further back as well, they've had to play midweek European games and yeah. then go back. This week they're not doing that. They don't have a Greek Cup game midweek. Their next Champions League game is after this game. They'll go and they'll scud this team. I like I like that bit a lot. From what you say, um, my but uh, just a note: the South End game yeah. over one point five goals is one to three. That's like really fucking good odds for That's over really, really like, good odds like, for a team that have conceded, let's say again, 53 goals <laughs> yeah, through 19 That is matches. an average of three, like roughly 3.5 goals a game. Yeah. yeah. That's just conceding without them scoring. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? But they do score as yes, well. Yes, that, that's right. That's what I looked at yeah. was the goals involved in their games. It's like over 3.5 goals. Um, so I'm in Austria. It's Salzburg versus Tyrol. And I believe on Skybet, it's like WSG. I don't know their full name, but. We bet we bought I bet in this game at the start of the season I yep. had Salzburg away over three point five goals, they won five one. Over two point five goals is one to four. Like I said, last meeting's five uh, was five one. Tyrol have conceded a fucking shitload of goals. Salzburg with Haaland and yeah. uh, Kim are just free scoring all the time. Um my only concern would be is they might rest players for the Liverpool game because they do need a win to try and get through in the Champions League. They do. But I think they'll have enough to I think it'll be enough to get three goals in this game because two two one as a result wouldn't even seem that big. So I'm not backing Salzburg to even win. Just over two point five goals in the game, yeah. one to four, absolute banker against Tyrol or WSG. I don't know. Are, are you, you going to just give them an acronym? No, I just don't know what they're what it is. It's, oh, you can make it up, mate. It's mate. It's it's more letters than Ischlmir Vogels. Ischlmir Vogels. So yeah, that's the Austrian league. Salzburg v Tyrol over two point five goals. On to the value picks, um, even closer to home for us. Uh, Scottish Premier League: Motherwell versus Hearts. You'll get the home team Motherwell at thirteen to ten. They're fourth place in the league, twenty five points against a tenth place Hearts in a twelve team league. They've only got eleven points, and Motherwell are fresh off the back of a four 0 home win against St Johnson, whereas Hearts' last two games have been five 0 and three 0 hammerings at Rangers and Kilmarnock. Motherwell won four of the last five games. Hearts have lost four of the last five games. Hearts are just really bad right now. Yeah, yeah. Hearts are really bad in Motherwell. And Motherwell are, are in very good form. Are good. So 13 to 10 seems huge value for me. Hearts are stinking. Really bad. Like, what was the stat? Did you see the Berra stat? No. So no. Berra scored their own goal against Rangers. Yep. Christoph Berra is Hearts' top goal scorer with own goals more than any other player on the team has goals. <laughs> Fuck me, man. So I think Naismith's got two. And I think uh, there's a couple of other people that have two goals. Mm. But he is the top scorer with three goals, which is goals he scored against his own team. That's brilliant. There used to be, used to be a pub, <laughs> quiz, pub quiz question. Remember when Chris Woods played in goal for Rangers? Yeah. Well, um, I don't remember, but I know. Right, yeah, back in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. Um, the question was, which striker scored the most goals against... Or not striker, which player scored the most goals against Chris Woods when Chris Woods played for Glasgow Rangers? And the answer was Teddy Butcher. Oh really? Yeah, his own centre half. He's <laughs> got better, better clearances, clearly. And also, just see, just to make English people aware of the thing, Motherwell have like two nineties football family members in their team, like Devante Cole. Devante Cole is Andy Cole's son, and Seedorf is like Clarence Seedorf's like second cousin's son. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's getting by on name, name alone. alone. Yeah. yeah, you see Seedorf, you're buying him. Aye. Well, we Dundee United did this. <laughs> Schneider. Rodney Schneider. 
Wesley Snyder's relative. Yeah. He was fucking dreadful, I this mean, guy. There's exceptions. Party Fistle fans will tell you that Paul Pogba's brother. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Pogba, isn't it? Ain't great. Oh. He's, uh, yeah. Take Motherwell, 13 to 10. Yeah. Uh, my value, and was also John's value for a while. Yeah. Until he thankfully changed it. Um, it's Duisburg at home to Bayern 2. Um, Duisburg are the form team. They've got 12 points from the last 15. Bayern just lost to Carl Zeiss Jena. I feel I could stop there, but I'll continue. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that's enough. It, it, look, it's Bayern 2, not Bayern as well. Ba- Bayern's second team. Yeah, yeah Bayern's second team. Um, Duisburg are really good at home. They are the form team on there as well. They've, uh, out of their eight games, they've got 21 points. They win quite comfortably at home. They lost to Hoffenheim in the Cup. That's about it. Um, I, I'm very happy with this pick. Unfortunately, I had a 9-10 on here, and having a look this morning, it's down to 7-10, um, which is less value. Um, Get on it ASAP. Yeah, it's going to keep going down. Yeah, Gary should actually... Gary's demanded that this is with him by 10am, so I, I think it'll be out Wednesday night, which gives people a wee bit extra time to listen and, and get these bets on early. <laughs> Happy Thursday evening, everyone. Uh, <laughs> so that was like Duisburg. Duisburg are first versus Bayern 2 and 15th. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of numbers there. It is. Um, my value is in the Czech League where I've had a lot of success <laughs> this week uh, last season except the team I'm now backing again <laughs> yeah Slovakko versus Victoria Pilsen away uh, getting uh, 12 to 11 so you're getting more than evens for Pilsen second best away versus the ninth best home Slovakko have picked up good results against the bottom half of the league but they have struggled to beat teams in the top half but they have taken a lot of draws which is which is my only issue but I do think Pilsen are slowly getting it together away from home, starting to lose less games, although they drew one each in the last game and we backed it. I just fancy them. It's the it's the away record they've got just now going for them. I think 12-11 to 11 was the best value I could see in Europe. Didn't want to stay too close to home. I think the other one I did see was I quite fancied Midland away to Bromby, but I kind of veered away from that and went to a league that I feel like I knew a bit better. Midland are, are winning lots. And they're, and they're very, very good. But if there's a team capable of beating them, going to Bromby's not easy. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those ones that, yeah, sure, Michelin probably should win. But... And I didn't want to be pure fucking predictable and say, you're getting Scott Brown to be carded in old firm at evens, and you're also getting Morelos at the same odds in the cup final on Sunday. But it was like, you felt like that could be like a separate bit you might want to look at. Are we special section? Now? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Morelos is going to get carded. I, I, it's I've, not, ba- I've backed him to get carded in fucking four European games but it's, not, it. but it's not a game that's mattering like if he gets booked in this he doesn't miss any games whereas the European games now he's knew that he's been a yellow card away from missing one of the group games so he's constantly been on edge the same with just general just in general I think he knows what if he was going in yes I can get booked yes <laughs> well I think there'll be a bit of that when he knows he can he get punches something in the tunnel <laughs> I know there, there will be a bit of that when he, where there's maybe a wee bit of freedom about him now because he knows there's maybe he can get a wee bit rougher with people if he wants in this game because he knows it's not going to he can literally get a freebie as long as he doesn't get sent off mm. but maybe he wants to save his booking for his winning goal when he takes his top off and goes mental into the west stand because it's going to take like well, a hundred yard sprint to get to the west stand Aye. if you score that goal on the track <laughs> he can time it if he wants <laughs> So yeah, Victoria Pills in the way Slovakia. Outsiders, Germany, Bundesliga's Vi, so the second division. Uh, Kiel versus Osnabrück, and you'll get the away team Osnabrück at 10-3. So they're separated by one point in the league, um, but Osnabrück are in much better form just now. Um, they have a goal difference of plus three, Kiel goal difference of plus one. So there's really not much to separate them apart from this form. 
Uh, Kiel have only won one of their last five uh, home matches, so I like the odds of Osnabrück uh, bigger than 3-1 to one against two teams that both could easily win this game. It's one I looked at, yeah. Uh, Kiel won 6-3 a couple of games ago, and apart from that, the results are pretty fucking... They're bog not great. Standard, They're yeah. bog standard. Whereas Osnabrück are, you know, they they've got a five one win away from home against their name. They've also won the last two meetings one nil. They have, yeah. Th- this game likes yeah. a one nil. This is, as history will tell you, a reasonably low scoring game <laughs> generally. Uh, but as long as Osnabrück win, I'm I'm happy. I'm taking the upper division to the Bundesliga, and uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayern. Why do you hate Bayern so much? I fucking hate Bayern. Their, their whole structure? It's just Not even just their first team? <laughs> their first team, their sex. See if I could bet on Charity bet, the ladies game, the <laughs> under 12s, the walking football over 60s. <laughs> Your panic anytime. Um, so Borussia Mönchengladbach have won their last six games at home. They haven't lost a, a game at home this season. Um, there's been both teams to score in every one of those games as well. So I was tempted to take um, Borussia Mönchengladbach and both teams to score in this. I would if you're going to go all out with mentioning Gladbach, like that is the route I would go down. No, because I don't want to lose when they win one nil. That's the do them both then. Make make this your bet, but also recommend that people have. A well, yeah, that, I, I do. This is what I'm getting to here. And Bayern away um, are pretty good, but I, I, I've got no real, you know, uh, there's Bayern. I've got no real problems um, with Bayern, with the exception of the results against Frankfurt, Augsburg, and Leipzig. So the three games this season that they've lost, uh, they've lost or drawn, have been against them. Um, that 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 defeat against Frankfurt showed me a lot about Bayern because I watched the whole game. They get a man sent off, but they have no structure when any problems occur. Yeah, and and that's a that's a real problem for them. Um, I think seventeen to four is a big price. And then if you're looking at both teams to score, and I can only see both teams to score at the moment. Four and nine for both teams to score. So if you add one or two on a four, I mean, you'd probably get about six to one or seven to one on that. Um. Borussia Mönchengladbach are really good at home and they're top of the league and they won't want to relinquish that position. This is a chance to put a bit of distance between themselves and Bayern and I like them for that. So, 17-4. So, have they appointed it? Is it that Hansi Flick? Are they appointed him or is he just in chat, like temporary just now still? Because it feels like nothing's happened. I, th- I don't think they've changed anything. So I think no, so it's just the interim manager still in charge. Yeah, the, Lund- the Lundberg situation. Yeah. He needs a red Mohican, this manager as well. Lundberg-esque. I, I like that one just because of, I think Bayern are poor. Yeah, away from home. The Munchen um, Gladbach have also beat um, Roma in that spin. As yeah. Well. So do you, do you know what I quite like about this? It's it's a new bet that I've started to do, which is the both teams to score no draw. Yep. Mm-hmm. I quite. I'm starting to like that bet, and I think it might start to appear in some of my picks <sighs> just because it's like it just seems world. quite. It just seems quite lottery esque that. But I think there the no are, draw, like. But I think there is games you look at and you go, both teams will score in that yeah. game, and I fancy both of them need to win. There's loads of games like that. Like I, I think that way about any time Arsenal play. I feel yeah. that way now, whether it's in favour for us or not. I'm like, yeah. there's no clean sheet happening. Yeah. Someone will win. Liverpool. Uh, we we don't we don't keep clean sheets. Allison's hadn't won this season. He's a nightmare. Yeah. It's all right. So yeah, so it's seventeen at four. You're getting from mentioning Gladbach. Seventeen at four. Um, I've gone to the Greek Super League. A Greek Super League. <laughs> uh, AK Athens are playing Parionius. AK Athens are by far the better team. They are second top behind Olympiakos. Parionius are like mid table. The thing is, Parionius do not concede a lot of goals, and AK Athens do not score a lot at home. So the double chance is five to one. 
I was tempted with the draw at seven to one, but the double chance is five to one just now. That's huge for a double chance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's because they're not a good side. Aye, they're a ranked mid table side, but it, it's something where I, I honestly feel that if they took the lead. They would battle. So this team have a draw at home against Olympiacos against the record. So they are capable of stopping better teams in Athens scoring. They, like I said, they've conceded, I think, it's 11 and 9 away games. So that's roughly a goal a game, but they are scoring 9 as well. So it, it looks like a game that can be held to a 1-1 draw. 5-1 to is too good for me to go elsewhere. I did actually fancy betting against your banker. But the more I looked at their head-to-head against each other, Olympiacos were just yeah, a better side. that's going to come at some point. I was just thinking that there. It's going to come. One day, we will get that. Well, it was only because the, dub- yeah. the, the double chance was only like 2-1 to one for yeah. Panatolokas. Yeah. So I was like, that's not good enough. 5-1 to one double. This is kind of like your uh, Cagliari one. Mm-hmm. Wait, Atlanta, where I'm going. I think AK Athens being 1-4 to four to win at home in this game is really it's bad. Too small. It's bad yeah. priced. Yeah. So double chance is currently 5-1. to one. The draw was 7-1. to one. What oh, was the way? Panionis are 12-1. to one. I don't fancy the win. I really fancy like a one-one draw. Yeah, I okay. think so. As long as they keep ten, uh, eleven men on the park. No, but, eight, well, yeah. Well, but the double eight, 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 the, they can fucking get folks sent off. You like? So the draw was seven to one. The reason I didn't want to take it was because I would kick myself if they end up nicking a win. Aye. So the double chance was the thing that made most sense. So five to one. Panionis away to AK Athens in the Greek Super League. Charity Charity picks So England Premier League This game's on Sunday It's Aston Villa Versus Leicester I'm just going to take Leicester at odds of 5-7 to seven. I think the odds Are really good I know you don't Think they're good But I think they're Really good For a team that's won Seven games in a row With a combined Scoreline of 22-3 to three. <laughs> Villa have 15 points Leicester yeah. Leicester are very Very good Yeah 5-7 to seven. It's just Villa I think Villa are capable Of taking a draw out of them. Taking a draw Yeah I just think the thing I do, I think I spoke about this years ago, was that Villa were a team that I was choking to get relegated for years, but they're actually like semi enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Like He's, I like Grealish, I like uh, McGinn, yeah. I like Hurian. Um, it's just quite nice to watch them now. I remember just it was the season before Villa get relegated. They were the team. So if you were like doing a pub quiz or whatnot. They were the team with the most English Premier League draws, draws by a fucking country mile. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, mm-hmm. It was them at number one spot, and then a huge big drop-off. And, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if they were still the team with the most amount of draws. Yeah, because there were a lot of draws this out, year as well. Yeah, but even being out of the league for, for three, four a, years, yeah. yeah. There's a really good video that Tifo Sports have put together of why John McGinn's a statistical anomaly in the Aston Villa team. He basically ranks incredibly low for all... For, uh, he's, he's one of the lowest-ranked players in his position for what he does with the exception of, like, outside of the box passes and getting into the box. So that's... that's. So what... So this was... So part of that Q&A on Monday mm-hmm. was... The opening to the Q&A part was questions that they'd asked Christie, McGregor and McGinn mm-hmm. on the recent Scotland International duty. And John McGinn got asked about the difference between the English Championship and the Premiership. And he said the manager has changed my game entirely from last season to this season mm-hmm. whereas now I am a player who needs to arrive in the box and go beyond the striker instead of being the person that presses and wins the ball back Yeah, and that's why they signed Douglas Luiz from Man City uh. and I was like that's fascinating because 
mind last year I constantly had him to get carded yeah and I started it this year going he's away to Arsenal he'll get carded today yeah and he was, wasn't in a tackle mm-hmm. and I was like wait he got carded like 17 times in the championship last year well, that's because of the way it doesn't doesn't need to be in the position it's yeah. a total different it's a total transformation of you're now a player that needs to go beyond the striker or arrive in the box behind the centre halves yeah and he said how, how much easier he finds it now because all he has to do is wait to the midfielders facing the ball wide Mm-hmm. And then he goes in the box. That's all he does constantly. Yeah. Doesn't he go looking for the ball too short? Yeah. Doesn't he drive with the ball? So it's like he's I guess as a result, his tackling will be down. Yeah. His pass percentage will be down. His creation will be down. Yeah. I'll, it'll, I'll, it'll, I'll only like be like, it'll be runs in the box and goal scoring that'll have massively increased and that'll be it. Yeah. He's he basically he ranks like first and second for some bizarre, those those kind of stats, but for everything else, not really much. Yeah. Um my my charity pick um is a game that I would previously have backed against Deportivo La Coruña here um, I'm taking them as a draw um, Deportivo La Coruña are playing against Zaragoza they've drawn four of the last seven games they keep they lose games to teams that are lower down in the table but as soon as they play someone who has a chance of getting promoted they will draw this 0-0 or 1-1 this right. is exactly what happened with Cadiz it's exactly what happened with when we took Fuenlabrada to beat them they drew 0-0 they do this all the time and that's the only points to get. They're bottom of the league. They're twelve. They've got twelve points. All they do is get draws against title contenders. That's it. If you look at their, if you look at their form, rank, right? Those three points have came from every single one of them is a draw against a team that's doing well. Alcorcon, Fuenlabrada, nil nil, nil, nil. yeah, one all, Racing Santander, Almeria up the top of the league, right? nil nil, yeah. Cadiz, like th- this is what they do all the time. Twenty three to ten, it's happening. Okay, no. I am in the Austrian league again. It's Wolfsburger. Mind I said this, there was a team that was mm. loads of Wolves. Yeah. Wolfsburg, Wolfsburger, Wolves. Uh, Wolfsburger versus LASK Linz, who are also in the Europa League. Linz, away from home, are 13-10. to 10. They've got eight wins from eight in the league, away from home this season. Mm. Um, they're just a better team. Wolfsburger are decent, but they've lost four of the last five in all competitions, home and away. I think the forms just relax uh, Lask Linz. They've had a lot of good results. Eight, 24 points away from home is phenomenal. For 24 um, but 13 to 10 it's good value but it is uh, two of the top four yep. so they are close together so we've picked probably three results three charity picks that could go either way but the odds are really good yeah and we put uh, 10 pounds of that on the treble of our own money mm-hmm. winnings go this is not charity. a sponsored podcast yeah that's why we refrain from meshing any bookies exactly ever unless you want to slag them which is a lot. Which like, is... like Andy's goal alert system for that one that he uses. Bet365. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of heartache from that. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I, bet, I, bet, I bet it's coming. Vardoff. <laughs> Fuck. Um, any special bets? Yes. This weekend um, is in the Spanish second division. Um, Cadiz are playing against Fuenlabrada, I believe. It's a top of the t- uh, it's a top of the table crash. Sorry, let me just pull this up. Crash here. indeed. Crash. It's a top of the table crash. Um, so sorry, Cadiz are playing against Elche. Um, they're two teams that are at the top of the the league. Uh, Cadiz in first and Elche in seventh. I I, I quite fancy um, K- uh, Elche to beat Cadiz. Um, Cadiz have beaten them every single time previously. It was another option for my um, outsider. Cadiz struggled against Fuenlabrada and getting a man sent off. They're kind of coming off the boil at the moment, and you're getting seventeen to four again for away from home. This, this isn't a bet. Yes, yeah, it's just, just no, no, no. For me, mm-hmm. uh, this is just to be aware of the Japanese league, the J League finishes at the weekends. 
And it should have been so much more exciting than it actually is going to be. The top two teams, Yokohama, play Tokyo, who's in second. Yeah. So it's first v second, and they're only separated by three points. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate. The, the team that's ahead is also ahead by seven goals. <laughs> so so lose Tokyo, seven Tokyo need to win 7-0 away from home to take the title. But hey, you know, if they come out of the gaze, it was 4-0 after 50 yeah. minutes. Like, I, I doubt it will be, but it's just a kind of, it was almost a perfect end to that season. Um, so so yeah. you're taking them 8-0? 8 nil. 8-0. For me, there are two games in the Australian A-League on Saturday morning. Both over 1.5 goals are like 1-4, 1-5. Uh, the full card's been doing that for the last three weeks. Cool. So, so there is there is good value there. Um, Facebook groups, any yeah, the jo- fantasy teams? Fantasy teams. Um, so Eddie Casty leads the way at the top of the sort of regular fantasy group. Nice. But in the fantasy draft, um, Ben Conley, I think, is uh, on, a, yeah, on, a, on a run of seven, me this week. Uh, seven which, wins. Which is fine because I beat Neil Moore last week. So you've got two wins now? Two wins. You beat Neil Moore, who was top of the table last week. Um, <laughs> top of the table, but like, it was brilliant. Great, great week for me. I started posting about the fact I was never going to lose again. Ben beat me. Um, so Absolutely. He, he had Van Dyke and you know, he'd Van, he'd, he'd someone else who got a brace. He was 46 points on Sunday and I had 17. Which is a lot of points. Yeah. Um, join the Facebook group. We've got a wee community on the go there. Um, it's ever growing. We share tips. We share just thoughts on football matches. What might be a good price? There's lots of in-play stuff posted there as well. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook and join the group. Um, Twitter, Twitter handles. You can get me at ASV Sports. You can get me at underscore Gordo Mick. You can get me at John Walker underscore nine three eight six. And you can get us all at Trampled Bet. Um, have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Podcast Network.